My entitled mother refuses to let me leave her house after I got in a major car accident, refusing to allow me to go back to my apartment to my husband and my kids, all while she impersonates me to my insurance, as well as to my landlord, in some meticulous and complicated attempt to try and ruin my life. And after several months of trying to fight against what she did to me, I have finally cut them out of my life, and I'm currently working on trying to get my life back together. Here's what happened. So I was in a major car accident in January of 2021. Ironically, I had been taking my boyfriend to the ER because he had bleeding ulcers and ended up getting admitted to the hospital that night. This was still when they were enforcing COVID rules. So I was booted out of the hospital at 3 o'clock in the morning. When I left, it was snowing and not thinking, I hopped on the freeway, which wasn't a good idea. I had been driving a lifted Jeep Cherokee with the mud terrain tires, which is not the best ever for snowstorm driving. Getting off the freeway to go home, my brakes locked up, and I went into a light pole head first at about 60 miles an hour. My Jeep did not have airbags, which was really dumb. Needless to say, my car was totaled, and I had to be extracted from my car by the fire department. This whole time, I had been blacking out and losing consciousness, and I still get random flashes as I don't have all my memories from that night or several months after the accident. I got sent to the nearest trauma center, which was the same hospital I had just left. The nurses felt really bad about kicking me out. I ended up with a moderate to severe traumatic brain injury, a fracture under my left eye, and hairline fractures on my skull on the left side, as well as bruising behind my ears and black eyes. I also had cut open the inside of my mouth, had multiple lacerations all over my face, while also breaking some ribs and bruising them, and had hairline fractures in my spine. And if that wasn't enough, I broke my right wrist, my right knee, and my left foot, which require two surgeries, and I still need approximately three more. Needless to say, I was not doing great. I had recently gotten divorced the previous year, and I think that my entitled parents decided that my accident was my boyfriend's fault. I had to stay in the hospital for a total of 12 days, in which case the mild family drama exploded into a severe family inferno. As I got closer to being released, all I had wanted to do was to just go home to be with my boyfriend and our kids. But my entitled mother had other plans, as she decided that wasn't going to happen. On the phone, we sounded almost identical. The whole time that I was in the hospital, she had been getting on the phone and impersonating me to my apartment complex manager, even going as far as calling the cops to get my boyfriend and his two kids removed from my apartment. My entitled mother also forged my signature on hospital paperwork and made up a story about how my boyfriend was being really terrible towards me and got him banned from seeing me at the hospital. Again, forging my signature and writing a letter stating that I didn't want to see him. The whole time, I was still suffering from the effects of my traumatic brain injury, and I was delirious from the combination of pain medications as well as the brain fog from my head injury. My entitled mother even had the locks changed on my apartment without my consent. When I finally was released from the hospital, I was in a wheelchair because of my broken foot that just had two plates and 10 screws surgically put in to hold it together as well as an ankle-to-hip brace on my other leg, since my knee was also broken. I requested to go home to my apartment, but again, my entitled mother played it off that I couldn't go home because I had a second-story apartment and I couldn't take care of myself there. So I got sent to stay at my parents' house, against my will, an hour away from home, because my entitled mother wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to let my boyfriend come back to my apartment. I spent almost a whole miserable month there with my entitled 
entitled mother refusing to take me home even after I got crutches and was able to bear some weight. Initially, they even refused to go get me crutches from town because they did not want me to have more mobility. Eventually, it got to the point where I had a friend come and pick me up from my mom's house so I could go home because they literally kept refusing to let me go. As I gained clarity in my mind and was taken off the intense pain medication, I was able to start rectifying the situations that my entitled mother made a huge mess of in my life. But still to this day, I'm trying to recover in some areas. I didn't find out until much later when medical bills started coming in that my entitled mother had called my boyfriend's health insurance company, impersonating me by the way, and had me removed from his insurance. It took months of calling and badgering, as well as footwork on my part, just to get the situation figured out and have the insurance pay for what they were supposed to pay for. It almost caused me to go completely bankrupt. At the same time, my entitled mother signed me up for minimal health insurance coverage through the state that I'm in, and I had no idea I was enrolled in it in the first place until I got a bill later stating that I owed them money. Needless to say, I eventually completely cut off my entitled mother and my father out of my life after finding out how much they tried to control and how much they tried to mess up my life. I ended up getting protection orders after they tried to break into my house, stalk me, and sent family and friends over to harass me. This whole incident was the last straw that broke the camel's back. There was quite a bit of retaliation on their side that threw my life into a total tailspin ever since I'm sticking to my values and not backing down. And hopefully I never have to deal with them ever again. What an absolute crazy situation to be stuck in. These people quite literally stole you away from your life and prevented you from doing anything in your life altogether. And your mom even impersonated you on the phone and took you off of your insurance. I mean, what an absolute nightmare, especially after going through such a traumatic situation. The fact that she did all this basically to derail your life is seriously unbelievably toxic and probably illegal. Hopefully all of this works out because based on what you've described, this is a very serious situation now. I mean, this lady committed fraud. She forged your signature. She pretended to be you just to get you off of your insurance and she kicked out your boyfriend from your apartment. I mean, this lady literally went to extreme lengths just to try and ruin your life. So hopefully you never have to deal with her again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. My sister-in-law is spreading some toxic lies about me and my husband. And despite the fact that I stood up for myself and put her in her place, I now feel more isolated in my extended family than I ever have before in my entire life. And I honestly don't know what to do. So myself and my husband have been married for 10 years and we've been together for 12 overall. During that time, we have dealt with my husband's estranged father who often vented about his problematic sister, my husband's aunt. This specific aunt has tormented the entire family and everyone has cut off communication with this aunt. For example, this problematic aunt was recently found guilty of forging a signature on their grandfather's deathbed for the entire inheritance. Over the last 12 years, we've tried to help his father who was mostly unresponsive and avoidant, but the relationship remained strained and he passed away this past summer. My husband and I planned the funeral with the help of my husband's aunts and uncles on his dad's side. My sister-in-law and brother-in-law opted out of helping plan the funeral because they said it was too painful and stressful to handle. We understood, but we were greatly frustrated by my sister-in-law when she began adding unnecessary stress by collaborating with a problematic aunt. We tried to include my brother-in-law even after she said not to because we felt it was the right thing to do. 
school, and she called us to tell us that if we continue to do this, it would affect his health. At one point, she wanted us to push the cremation memorial out three to four weeks for them to be able to help more. But then she changed her mind and said even if we pushed it, it would probably just fall on her. I took a week off work and canceled a conference to help put the pieces together to help my husband plan an honorable service. We understand that my sister-in-law and brother-in-law could not help, but we felt like our sister-in-law was creating additional chaos by frequently calling us to relay the problematic aunt's complaints during the entire funeral planning process. This continued despite numerous people warning my sister-in-law about engaging with her. Her reason was that she likes to keep her enemies close. We urged her to stop, and as a result, she blamed me for trying to control who she spoke to and said that we excluded her from the funeral planning process, even though we have numerous emails and messages from her telling us that they could not be involved. I am hurt by her false allegations. She literally has nothing to gain, and not to be disrespectful, but my father's husband did not have any assets or money. Just a lot of mess was left behind for us to figure out. We've paid for the funeral and any expenses that have come up while trying to close out his affairs. It has been six months since then, and I've initiated multiple heart-to-hearts to resolve our issues. I tried to foster a genuine friendship and practically begged to be involved in my two-year-old nephew's life, but she's only ever reached out when she needed me to help with her business. Recently, she invited us to her friend's giving dinner, but we were out of the country for two weeks and asked to come over a few days later. She changed her mind and said that we now have to wait two to three weeks because she had too much going on to get sick by us. Despite the fact that we weren't sick, even though she and her husband are anti-vaxxers and got others sick. I had been telling her about our vacation plans for months, but she says that she didn't know we were out of the country. She refused to let us see our nephew, even with a negative COVID test. And instead of addressing the issue, she made further false allegations about not including them in the funeral planning process. We felt like she was punishing us because we could not attend her friend's giving dinner. The most hurtful thing to us is she said that my brother-in-law felt the same way as she did. I told her to reach out to the family to confirm the truth and that I was no longer going to allow her to continue this narrative. Instead, she reached out to them to tell them I was treating her poorly. My husband was devastated and tried reaching out to his brother, but we got no response. I sent the proof to my brother-in-law to show him the truth about her telling us not to include them, and he did not respond to my messages. My husband saw him in person a week later, and my brother-in-law said he didn't want to get in trouble and shut down my husband's attempt to talk about it. My sister-in-law is suddenly reaching out to family members that have also asked to spend time with my nephew, including my mother-in-law and father-in-law, to allow them to see her son and more. They are so happy about the increased engagement, although they knew it was something to do with what was going on. I got a call from my mother-in-law yesterday that the family is going to put their head in the sand for self-preservation. No one that saw it happen will say to my brother-in-law or my sister-in-law that what she's claiming is not true and that is just wrong. I fear that she's going to continue to punish me by withholding an opportunity for a relationship with my nephew. I am reconciling with the reality that I may never have a normal relationship with my nephew, all because I finally stood up for myself. I understand the family's choice to turn a blind eye because they don't want to be in my shoes, but I also feel completely isolated now. I'm starting to doubt myself for finally standing up for myself, and I honestly don't know what to do. I wanted to tell you about a new podcast I thought you would like called The Reslayer's Take. It's a brand new, all-ages actual play from Critical Role that follows a new group of adventurers within Exandria. 
Lyria. After six misfit mercenaries are rejected from the elite monster hunting group the Slayers take, they band together and battle supernatural creatures across the rugged continent of Isilra. It has fresh adventures for a longtime critter or is a perfect first dip into the world of Critical Role. Check out the first episode if you like what you hear and make sure you follow the Reslayers take wherever you get your podcasts. I don't think you should be ashamed of yourself for standing up for yourself and your family. If anything, you should be proud that you actually said something, which says a lot more about the family who's just standing there idly and choosing not to get involved. And you know what? For the sake of self-preservation, I'm honestly surprised that you haven't gone no contact with this sister-in-law. Life is literally too short to deal with this kind of garbage. And if this lady seriously wants to punish you by refusing you the opportunity to ever get to know her kid, then by all means, let her do that because she's only injuring her kid and herself in the process. She is clearly showing her true colors in the middle of all the attention and drama that she is literally creating. So if I was in your shoes, I would just remove myself from the situation. There is honestly not much you can do here and it's better that you don't play into her game. I found out that my wife cheated on me prior to our marriage and now I don't know what to do. So my wife and I got married eight months ago. We've been together for about three years and have had some issues, but we have been fairly successful in working through them. While we were engaged about 14 months ago, we hit a rough patch. Essentially, we had a fight and she left me. The reason that she gave was that I was selfish and that I didn't prioritize her. It had been a rough time for us as she had been overseas for an extended work assignment for the past four months. We spent two months broken up, during which time I tried to figure out what I had done in the relationship. Following some introspection, I concluded that maybe I had been selfish and didn't give her what she needed. And so I asked for her back so that we could try again. She initially declined, but then contacted me a few weeks later, wanting to talk. Eventually, we ended up getting back together. Long story short, we patched things up and at her suggestion, decided to go ahead and complete getting married. In the process of getting back together, she mentioned that she spent some quality time with someone while we were broken up. I had as well, and I didn't really care, but I had asked if she had cheated on me during the relationship. She said no, and I said that I hadn't either. So we get married. A few months ago, it ends up accidentally coming out that she had started an emotional affair with a co-worker the month prior to leaving me, and that she had left me for him. After a few months, she decided she wanted to be with me still, and she eventually came back. However, this didn't get mentioned at all. In recent conversations about this situation, I asked why she lied when I asked if she had cheated on me in the relationship. She said that she thought I meant just physically cheating, so she just didn't mention the other stuff. She has since apologized profusely for it and said that it would never happen again. Now, I believe strongly in the sanctity of marriage and for fighting for the marriage relationship, but I'm struggling here because I was lied to. Though as far as I know, she has been faithful since our wedding day. It just feels like the entire marriage is a sham because I never got the whole story. I feel so lost and I honestly don't know what to do. That is really unfortunate. You try to have some kind of honesty moving forward, especially when you're trying to get married, but it looks like she wasn't being completely honest, which honestly is completely unfair to you. So I don't blame you for being upset about this situation in the slightest. I think this really comes down to what you expect out of the relationship because you said it best. You plan on fighting for the marriage. So in my opinion, that's exactly what you should do. It doesn't ignore the fact that you're still hurt by what happened, but at least it shows that you do plan on trying to make this work. So hopefully this does eventually work out for you because it sounds like you love this person enough to try and fight for 
them, and hopefully they feel the same way towards you. My partner completely ignores my needs as I catch COVID and end up completely isolated and quarantined from everybody in her family, all while Christmas is going on right outside my door. And I feel so hurt and betrayed, as well as neglected, that I simply don't know what to do. So my partner's family lives on a beautiful and expensive island. She really wanted to be here for Christmas this year. So I saved all of my vacation time and saved up all year just to make the journey. When we got here, after 20 hours of being awake for travel, all I wanted to do was take a shower and go to sleep. But she ended up doing a few things that I felt were very inconsiderate that kept us up for another few hours. I kept thinking if I don't go to sleep, I'm going to be sick. And so I finally voiced my concern to her and she was immediately defensive. We got into a huge whisper screaming fight and I started to cry. I didn't sleep that night and my sinuses never went back to normal after crying. I just kept feeling worse and worse and eventually three days into our trip, I tested positive for COVID. Part of the reason I didn't sleep was because her parents were awake until 2.30 in the morning making noise in the house, which is about the time that my internal clock wakes up for work due to the time change. Once I found out I had COVID, I immediately went into quarantine. I've been isolated in this room and barely anybody texts me or checks up on me and I've been relying on them to bring me food and water. I know they're busy having their Christmas together, so I've been trying not to bother them as much as possible, but there's also been very little communication, so I never know when meals are coming or if I should just order food myself. I spent my Christmas completely alone and no one barely talked to me until dinner time. I did have a nice dinner outside with just my fiance and her mom got me some gifts and I watched some of them open gifts through the window. They have been very graciously feeding me delicious food and going out of their way to get me medicine, but it has really highlighted an issue in my relationship, which is that I'm often asking for what I need and then I am given something completely different and it's then implied that I'm ungrateful when I reiterate. For instance, I'll ask for some water since I'm not able to go down into the house because I have COVID and my partner will take my water bottle for an hour while I'm having coughing fits or at 9 in the morning I'll ask for a coffee and by 11 I still don't have a coffee and now I have a splitting headache. The only other thing that I've asked for was if my partner could throw in my laundry which she never did. I feel bad that they're doing so much work so I've been really careful not to ask for much. I also feel really bad I've exposed them to COVID and I'm worried that they might get sick next. I've been extremely careful since finding out at least to the best of my ability. On the third night of not being able to sleep due to the noise in the house, I texted my partner and I said, your parents don't ever seem to go to sleep. I admit I shouldn't have said anything, but I was severely sleep deprived and in pain and very sick. And I was really just worried I was going to keep getting sicker. My partner then told her mother what I said. Then her parents finally leave the house and I think now maybe she'll want to talk to me from a distance since I've barely spoken to anyone for days. But she didn't even do that. So I texted her to ask and she said she was eating and went off on how rude I've been and claimed that I was demanding that they need to be quiet in their own house. And you know what? I never did that. I just wanted one night of quiet so I could survive. I'm feeling so hurt and angry. I know it's a very bad circumstance, but it would be so much better if my partner was kinder to me. I even look for a hotel room, but the cheapest one would be $2,000 for the rest of the nights. I'm honestly at a loss and I simply don't know what to do. I think first and foremost, you need to know that this is not a you problem and this is instead a problem with your fiance as well as their family. I mean, if I had someone over who was a casual guest and they were severely 
really sick, I would be checking in on them pretty much constantly just to make sure that they're doing okay. I mean, they don't even have the decency to bring you water or coffee for hours at a time. Meanwhile, you're coughing up a lung and you're absolutely miserable sitting in this room wondering if you're ever going to get any help without getting guilt tripped in the process. I mean, that is so unfair for you. It's not even funny. The lack of care or empathy or anything along those lines that your partner and her family are showing towards you is a very telling sign. This is absolutely ridiculous. And in my opinion, this is a massive, massive red flag. She can't even take care of you in your worst of times, let alone check up on you or even have a basic conversation with you. So hopefully you can get better soon. And when you can get off this island and get back home between the two of you, I think having a very serious conversation about what went down would really do you some good moving forward because the way she's acting is incredibly selfish. And this is something that I definitely would not take lightly. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.